0: Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hour 1, segment 2 here on The Block on a Tuesday with you. Welcome to it. Whether you're catching us on the radio at 93.7 The Ticket FM, theticketfm.com, or Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter live streams, however you're catching the show, we appreciate that. All right, Strick, some Husker football talk. Let's start with the running back room. New coach EJ Barthol, ironically, a uh, former UConn Husky himself, where he uh, used to be, now at Nebraska. So uh, Coach Barthol said he was up watching the game last night, had practice today in media availability. He was uh, jazzed about the Huskies winning, obviously. Also pretty enthused about his running back room. Uh, Two guys in particular, at least that stood out to me from what he said. Number one is Gabe Irvin coming off an injury. Uh, didn't do a whole lot last season. Seems like he got lost in the shuffle. But has really, to me, been the headline of spring. It seems every coach that comes to the podium brings up Gabe Irvin in some form or fashion.
1: Yeah, you know, it, as ten- talented as Anthony Grant is, um, there's there's some areas that um, limit him, it, it, it seems, that could be possibly in the the studying of the playbook and really just knowing uh, mm-hmm. f- the full uh, the, the full details, as, as he said in, in his press conference, we really want to get to detail oriented type of players where they're they're focused in specific areas, knowing where their eyes are supposed to be, knowing what the protections are, knowing what the fronts are, knowing just just having these specific details. So that way it minimizes the thinking process. They, they're trying to do everything from a foundational standpoint so that they can minimize just overthinking where it's reaction. You just, you just, you, you, you've, you've drilled it, you know it, you know what this front is, you know what the front you're seeing, you know where the danger is. It's like, you already are on that stuff. So they're really getting, getting back to the roots of, of those details. Gabe Irvin is a very uh, intellectual type of player. He's going to be one that's going to be that type of guy. Um, he's hungry. Um, he's itching to get back what what he lost, not by losing, but by injury. And it's always tough to try to return and get spot back after somebody has emerged and's been doing well. So yeah. Uh-oh. Um I'm gonna I'm looking forward to that. Now I'm hoping AJ Allen comes back. Uh he was really looking good. He had young promise uh ahead of him, so I'm hoping that he, he will be able to now. <clears throat> There's so many ways that they can use Ramirez. He he's so versatile. But
0: you know, we'll get we'll get into Ramirez in a sec. The thing that I'm curious to actually see Gabe Irvin do is run the football and see how explosive he looks. Yeah. Because it's one thing to learn a new system. It's one thing to earn your spot back after an injury. But it's harder to earn a spot back when you lose some of that athletic pop. Yeah. But again, what we've heard all winter and now early spring is Gabe Irvin's back healthy. He's got that. He, he's got the pop. He's got the explosion. And that's a good sign because they said he's fast, needs straight line speed. He's built really he's well, so he can yeah. be strong too. Mm-hmm. So I think he has a chance to be a really well-rounded back. Yeah. Which brings us to Ramir Johnson. We heard this from the coaching staff last year. We're going to get Ramir the ball in a lot of ways. He can do a lot of different things for us. We can be creative with him. And then he doesn't see yeah, the get field.
1: Out there. And when he did, he, I, thought he, I thought he had good success. I mean, I thought mm-hmm. when, they, when he had opportunity I, – I, the reason I like the competition – is the competition, it it affects each individual to do better with less, right? Mm-hmm. You just don't know. You don't know if you're going to get five carries. You don't know if you're going to get eight, 10, 20, you know, whatever that, that the load is going to be for you, you just don't know. And so when given the opportunity, you want to show, you want the film to show that once, the, once you're supposed to hit the A-gap, you're in that A-gap looking downhill, you know, and your eyes are – you know, everything that the coach is trying to train you on, you're you're at that spot. That's what I'm hoping that this team um, is getting back. And Ramir was that guy. When Ramir hit a hole, he was he was in it. And he was getting into the to, to the second level. Um I thought AJ Allen was one like that too. Um the frustration with uh, Grant, Anthony Grant, he seemed to get frustrated. And the frustration because he has so much success, he has a great jump cut. Like his jump cut is sick, and he's got great vision, and he would see stuff, and he would try to bounce, and so he got into that mode. Once you get with defenses that have great side to side speed, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna uh, you know just pretty much you know run you to them sidelines, so they get they get they get uh, stretch you out stretch, stretch out you flat right. Mm-hmm. So that's why he in his frustration didn't do as well because like the others they were hitting it. <laughs> because them holes open and close, the linemen weren't very good. Them opens, them holes were just, uh they were gone. If you wasn't hitting it, it was over with. Mm-hmm. So they got to get back to that. And I'm hoping the line is able to get a little bit more push to just give them a little bit more time to be able to find it and, and be able to get down. I want to see Anthony Grant year two because he wasn't nearly as successful
0: in Big Ten playing. I don't know yeah. if that was – he was physically outmatched, like he was clowning on some, you know, FCS and low major schools, or if it was the offensive line and how much of it was his mindset as well. Because again, Anthony Grant's not small, yeah. not tall, but he he's built. Yeah, we've he's seen him. Bowling ball. Yeah, we've seen him with the ability to lower his shoulder and go through guys. Maybe not, you know, knock them off their feet uh, outside of the, the one playing the Rutgers game where he laid the dude out, which was fun. Put that on the highlight reels forever. But. Anthony Grant showed through the first four games he can be a Big Ten caliber running back with that jump cut, with the speed, the acceleration. And then he faced Big Ten defenses. Tried the jump cut, it didn't work. Tried it the other way, still didn't work. We knew Big Ten defenses were going to be better. To me, since that was his first real extended time against you know, defenses of that caliber, the way Illinois played, Minnesota was really good. We know it was constant and Iowa are on defense. I'm willing to give him a pass. If he learns from it, yeah. if he learns that he doesn't need to hit the home run every time, take the single, take your four yards instead of your one yard, mm-hmm. because staying on schedule will open up those opportunities for you. you. just have to trust. him.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. There's nothing <laughs> else to add to that. Austin, you you laid out, um, you know, that very clear and concise. And so uh, I don't really have much to say on that. So those are the running backs we heard from
0: Coach Barthol today. We also heard from Ed Foley. He's the special teams coordinator. Special teams improved last year for Nebraska from how bad they were the first couple years under Scott Frost uh, in that regime. They got better last year, and just being middle of the pack was a huge step in the right Mm -hmm. direction. Even slightly below average mean was a huge step in the right direction. If Nebraska can get back to even – good special teams doesn't have to be great doesn't have to be elite special teams but just getting back to good special teams finding ways to avoid you know those hidden yards those returns that you give up yeah that could go a long way in making both the offense and the defense's lives that much easier
1: yeah the special teams I mean it was so frustrating sometimes to see the special teams just you know fair catch and nothing get nothing out of it Mm -hmm. where there was just so many other teams that really took advantage and used special. I mean, actually, there were some teams that used special teams to win games Iowa. when it mattered, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if it wasn't for their special teams getting, you know, a punt that was going to leave you at the 20, maybe the 15, now you're on the 40 going in, late clock. That's that's a tremendous thing to have, and so mm-hmm. it's a weapon, man. I, I think you got to use. It. I think it's a Iowa has it both on the punt side where they're, I mean they they put you underneath the five and they're like use their defense and their defense will score for them. You mm-hmm. know that's that's how important it is for them. It's 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 got to be more important, I think, for Nebraska um, to to be able to shift the field. Mm-hmm. It keeps your you know the. It's different running an offense from the, you know, from inside the 20 in the red zone going out uh, than it is starting at the 35 and the 40. I mean, defenses have to do different things because of so much space and room, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, to work from, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, playbook opens up tremendously when you're talking about getting into the midfield area. So,
0: yeah. Let's talk about the returners last year. Before the season, I think there's a lot of excitement around Trey Palmer as a returner. Because that's what he was at LSU. Showed he had the ability to do it. And then Trey Palmer proves, oh wait, he can play the wide receiver position very well. And wasn't back there returning kicks or puns nearly as frequently. Um, The other guys Nebraska had back there, I mean, Ramir Johnson was back a couple times. I think uh, A.J. Allen was back a time or two. Tommy Hill was given chances, didn't do it. And Oliver Martin was the guy that fair caught a lot of puns. Mm -hmm. I would love to sit down with the special teams coordinators and just see how much of that was coached, how much of that was player decision, how much of that was scheme, how much of that was the defense did something a little bit different or guys on the edge weren't able to stay in front of their guy long enough to make a block. Because like you said, even if you just fall forward for three or five yeah. yards,
1: yeah. that's
0: the difference between getting the ball, at the five or the 10, yeah. the 10 or the 15.
1: And even just that little bit of extra breathing room helps. Yeah. It does. It, it it makes a difference because, you know, as bad as they were able to, I'm saying not bad, they weren't able to run the ball good mm-hmm. in Big Ten play. No. So they relied heavily on the pass. If you're not able to run, then you're putting yourself in a field position disadvantage if you can't move the chains. Or you, you need to at least get a couple of first downs. Like, it, you don't have to go all the way, but you have to try to do everything you can. Like you said, stay on schedule, get a couple of first downs. Now when you're punting... You you're just playing this like tug of war game of field position. Mm-hmm. And so it's important, man. I just I just don't think they we did a good job of that last year and I think it has to get better. If they're gonna if they're gonna see any more wins, it's gotta get better.
0: Punting from the ten and punting from the thirty are two very different concepts.
1: Yeah.
0: They talk about flipping field. Yeah. Nebraska hasn't had a rocket leg punter in a long time. Mm-hmm. Buchini uncorked, you know, a couple pretty good ones, but not consistently. Yeah. So if we're gonna do that, the offense has to move the ball. Something Ed Foley said that really fascinated me, Strick, uh, was that the wind in Nebraska could be a real advantage for them if Nebraska learns how to use the wind and attack it. Uh, Ed Foley says they're learning the aiming points of the stadium with how the wind swirls. Love it. To me, that's an attention to detail on special teams we haven't seen in a while. I agree. And I think that's huge because I think when you just look at a football stadium, it's okay, yeah, you know which direction the wind's going based on the flags at the top of the uh now the the goalposts, and that's about it. But to actually go in-depth, use a little meteorology, use some some architecture to figure out how to punt better, it's a little thing, but, heck, it might go a long way.
1: I, again, I would take the Iowa approach. Mm-hmm. When you're punting, your goal is to make sure our defense has the advantage of coming out of it. Mm-hmm. So your aim, your you know, your your directional punts, you're, you know, uh, putting the face down and dropping it like it's hot, you know, like a, a you know, a golfer would would hit a nice little spin on a volky wedge or something like that, <laughs> and spin that thing back. Yeah, you want all of that, and you've got to be really focused and honed in and practicing all of those things because of the importance for you. I mean, I really do believe that it's the difference between you going six and six, and you know, what four and eight, four and eight, three and nine, eight and or even eight, eight and, and four. four. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think it really is, and I don't think that they take that into account as much as we we should. How important it is.
0: It it was just funny for me to hear too, because when I think of you know learning a stadium, using a stadium to a team's advantage, I think baseball. Learn how the corners play. How much room do you have yeah. in foul territory? What's the batter's eye like? Even basketball to some extent. What's or even the stance. The stance, the stance
1: yeah. does, you know, help on mm-hmm.
0: that too. Go ahead. Right. But even basketball too, what's the depth perception like? How does the rim, the backboard play with the backdrop? I don't think about Lighting. that. Light, yes. Yeah. I don't think about that with football. Really? I don't because it's, you know, it's a 100-yard field, goal line to goal line. It's well, 53, 54, 55 yards across, and it's just a football you, you stadium.
1: Do. You do. You're right. The, the 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 way the stadium is built like some have Direction, straight up shadow. some have the open so mm-hmm. the the flow of the wind kind of comes through mm-hmm. like you'll probably see that at Colorado some right, right? Missouri used to have mm-hmm. it like that I think they may have changed their stadium I could be wrong um but yeah those things are important but also the type of field that they're playing on surface mm-hmm. the surface mm-hmm. you know your bounces are going to be different on on grass You know, if the turf is soft... Did it rain that night? You know, there's right. all types of things to consider. It's not just go out there and just look at the field and look at the directions and oh, the wind's blowing this way. Grab a piece, a blade of grass, and just <laughs> toss it up. And like oh yeah, yeah, okay. You know, it's not that. It's gonna. It, it's some. It's some stuff. And so I like that. I like. I like what they're doing. I like that he's actually taking all of these things into account and figuring out how to use it as an advantage. It's dope.
0: It, uh, little things that add up yeah. that other people wouldn't think about. Before we play the shootout with Strick, let's get into. The two guys that still, according to Ed Foley, appear to be the front runners for the specialist jobs uh, at punter, Brian Buschini. Uh, Ed Foley raved about him, the job he did, said his directional punting was good, uh, said Foley told him to aim for the eight yard line, hit it four out of eight times. Pretty good ratio. And, and last year, Buschini punts uh, 68 times for a 44 yard average. Not bad. Solid. Fire. Yeah, working. with you take that again. Yeah, I would say, and then at kicker, uh, Timmy Bleak Road still appears to have the no pun intended leg up. Um, again, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> couldn't couldn't resist, couldn't help myself. <laughs> um, again, just another solid workman like year, thirty four, thirty five on extra points, nine to twelve on field goals. Yeah, if you can, obviously, depending on how long the field goals are, if you no, can you stretch your so range up. out to fifty. I think that's helpful. Be consistent from forty-five. Forty-five. And in.
1: If you're consistent from there, and then you can bang one if you need to every now and then. Yeah, I love it.
0: Take take a desperation shot at the end of half you see what else you, you can do. You
1: just don't want you just don't want Coach Rule sitting on the sideline like, gosh, dang it, uh, I just don't know. Mm-hmm. And then you you end up doing something you know funky, and it ends up <laughs> <laughs> hokey. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. You're right. <laughs> so. I, I, I'm hoping that he's able to really look at his kicker and say, yeah, go, go get it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's what you can know. Because you if they, if they show the, if they show the uh, camera on guys, you can tell. Like I've seen it when they'll show the camera trying to see what the decision that the uh, coach is going to make and you can see the look on their face and you are like, gosh, dang it, uh, just <sighs> go run the play. Just, you know, we're time out. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> yep. because they, they just do not believe that their kicker can get it done. Now, I've seen the ones that they're like, yeah, go get it, going for three. You know, yep. I, you yep. know, they're real confident about it, and those guys bang those things in too. Uh,
0: the other part of kicking that uh, they said they haven't worked too much on is the uh, kickoff. Um, uh, Bushini, Bleak Road, and uh, Spencer Pankratz are all working uh, some on kickoffs. That's another small area. Can you just kick the ball through the end zone consistently? Start the opponent at the 25-yard line and not have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Again, a little thing that I think the more consistent you can be with that would, would go a long way.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's what we heard from uh, EJ Barthol, Ed Foley, uh, Timmy Bleakroad, and Brian Bushini. We got the shootout to play. That's right. Uh, Nebraska baseball taking on Kansas State tonight. So we've got Nebraska and Kansas State trivia. The history, some serious history between those two squads. Uh, 402-464-5685 if you know your old Big 8, Big 12 rival Kansas State. Call in and play for $15 at Buffalo Wings and Rings. We'll do it next.